Hey there, beloved. Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Kelly Show. I trust you're doing absolutely fabulous. I am your host, Kelly Nelly, independent advice columnist as well as international love and life coach. In today's episode, I'll be breaking down why we have types and giving you six tips to help you attract better matches. But before we get into that, I would like to invite you to follow me on my socials. Follow my blog as kellynelle.wordpress.com for all my previous advice on dating, relationships, and self-improvement. And if you'd like the opportunity to vote for the next episode, follow me on either Twitter at kellynelle or on Instagram at kelly.nelle. Also, your girl is not in the States, so I can't monetize my podcast in the same way that other anchor users can. So if you find my advice useful in any way and you'd like to return the favor, then please subscribe if you haven't already and share my podcast with a friend who you know will enjoy it. All right, that said, let's dive into today's topic. Studies have shown that the one quality people desire most in a partner is kindness. If you have social media, Twitter to be more specific, I'm sure you've noticed people praising qualities like kindness and consistency all the time. And yet, most of us end up picking people who are the complete opposite. No matter how hard we try to change our approach to dating, we always end up with the same type of lovers over and over again. You may know by now that we don't end up with people we desire or even deserve, but with people who feel familiar. For more on this, check out my series on attachment styles. So essentially, our type is usually someone who feels familiar, that is, they resemble a caregiver of ours, or Someone who embodies the things that we want to be. Think about the time you wanted to date the most popular guy or girl in school because you wanted to be everything they are. That is, hot, popular, desired, etc. By osmosis. You probably weren't all that compatible. They probably didn't treat you so well either. So now that we know why we don't pick lovers who are actually good for us, how can we change this? First, become familiar with your attachment style. So much of what happens when we fall in love is unconscious. Becoming aware of the unconscious forces driving our decisions can help us change them. Essentially, Becoming familiar with your attachment style serves the purpose of showing you how you attach and how you can change your approach to dating and end up with the right person for you. The second tip is to do some inventory. What do your past lovers all have in common? Is it emotional unavailability, volatility, or inconsistency? Make a list of all the common traits that they share. Once you have the list, ask yourself which one of your caregivers share those traits. This will indicate which dynamic you're trying to recreate. 
What you essentially want to do is to steer clear of people with traits you know contribute to an unhealthy dynamic. The third tip is to make a list of traits you know you deeply desire, as well as traits you may have neglected or undervalued before. This list should include things like kindness, good communication skills, a growth mindset, emotional intelligence, etc. And of course, you can add all sorts of things that you deeply desire and value in a partner to this list. The fourth tip, the fourth tip is to give people you wouldn't normally go out with a chance. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out with someone you don't find attractive. All I'm saying is that you give people a chance to surprise you. So far, you've been going out with the same people, and that clearly hasn't been working for you. So switch it up. Forget about love at first sight and the spark, which are not indicators of true love, and learn to value a slow burn. An instant attraction is usually an indicator of someone's attractiveness or charisma or their familiarity. So rather than overvaluing an ambiguous and often deceptive feeling, learn to value getting to know someone over a period of time. Give it two or three dates. See if the connection can grow. You'd, you'd be surprised to learn that it can a lot of the times. If not, feel free to go out with someone else. Lastly, pay attention to how you feel around someone. Some attractions are easy, safe, and make us feel good about ourselves. Others are anxiety-inducing, mercurial, and make us feel bad about ourselves. So pay attention to what people bring out of you. Be mindful not to confuse anxiety or butterflies for chemistry. If you notice yourself chasing after someone elusive when someone good enough is right in front of you, showing up, ask yourself why. Now, a bonus tip I have for you guys is to treat the process of switching your type as an experiment. Rather than making being in a relationship the goal, let the goal be to see how you respond to different flavors of personalities outside your quote-unquote favorite. So I invite you to sign up for my girlfriend slash gentleman's guide to dating program. In this program, we get to work together over a couple of weeks to transform you into a pro dater who's able to attract quality matches with great ease. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, then click the link in the description titled Bookings. So, what is your usual type? Were they good for you or were they bad for you? And have you been able to change them? I'd love to hear all about it, so do share your thoughts with me on my socials. All right, beloved, that brings us to the end of this episode. Until the next episode, ciao for now. Thank you.